Hello, Swoon Squad. If you loved Letters to Juliet, then You With a View is just the rom-com rope trip you've been looking for. Hello, Swoon Squad. Welcome to While You Were Reading, a podcast for contemporary romance readers. I'm your host, USA Today bestselling romantic comedy author, Lisa Daly. So today on While You Are Reading, we will be talking with rom-com author Jessica Joyce, who is the author of the brand new book, You With a View. Jessica lives happily ever after ongoing with her husband and son in the Bay Area. And when she's not writing character-driven, realistic and relatable tales of millennials who are just doing their best while falling in love, you can find her listening to her Spotify playlist, trying out a new skincare face mask, crying over cute animal TikToks or watching the 2005 version of Pride and Prejudice, the best one. <laughs> also, we're pretty sure we might be related because we love all the same books and movies. All right, Swoonies, say hello to my new book bestie, Jessica Joyce. Welcome, 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 Swoon Squad, and welcome to Jessica Joy's debut author <laughs> of You With a View. Look at this cutie. I love this book. I had so much fun reading it. I thought it was absolutely delightful. Thank you. Welcome, Jessica. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here too. Okay. So as I mentioned in your bio, you are a big fan of the 2005 Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. So why do you prefer that version of Pride and Prejudice? Gosh, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can quantify. <laughs> it's just, if there's something so magical about it. Like I, I, I know that I've watched it over a hundred times and it's just a movie that like, if I'm having a bad day, if I'm having a good day, if I'm having a blog, you're having a Tuesday. I'm having exactly a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever. It's just, I always know that I'm going to start watching it and like just fall into this magical, comforting, romantic space that feels so safe. And like, and I mean, it's, it's what I love about romance books too. It's like, I know exactly what I'm going to get with this movie and it's going to be tender and beautiful and like the cinematography is amazing the, yes. the score is amazing you know the the chemistry between um Karen Knightley and Matthew I can't say his last name faded um, yes <laughs> I like it it's just next level like yes. I, I there's not one thing oh actually the hand flex oh my god the hand flex yes like, yes as, oh. yes as he like just touches her hand like helping yes. her into the carriage after yes. they're at the Bingley's right and then you see that hand oh my god I love that it's amazing. I, I have yes completely completely agree that and the stutter the you have bewitched me body and yes. soul I love I love I love yes. oh it's right. So good. It's I know. So good. And there's actually there's this one book that you know when he's <laughs> proposing to her for the first time when they're you know under the whatever it is uh, right. in the rain and like there's this one part that I just realized on 
and, and it wasn't even on a rewatch. Someone told me, but like, there's this one moment after he said all of his, you know, word soup stuff, right. insulting her family. And you're, saying, you're inferior, like, but I would like to marry you anyway. <laughs> um, there's this one part where he looks down at her mouth for like a brief <gasps> moment. Like he's got, like, he's like, gonna he kiss it like right he wants to kiss her so yes. bad and she yes. wants it too you and can she totally wants it's it's honestly like for me it's it's peak enemies to lovers yes. because it's like you can see how much they want each other and how much they don't want to want each other yeah and how much they don't want to give in and you're just like kiss kiss you know right. it's just so <laughs> yes that is that is absolutely absolutely it. So favorite scene from the movie hand, hand flex that scene the one that when they get, the walking when you see him coming over the hill and you're like uh, come and get us oh totally I feel like that scene the, the that at the end when he's yes walking through the meadow and it's sunrise and like you know his aunt has just been there and she you know Lizzie shut her down and that entire scene to me feels really iconic Mm -hmm. um but as far as a moment goes yes the hand flex as a moment in time is like unbeatable if we meet up at a conference we are totally watching bride and brighters together all the favorite scenes all the favorite yeah so okay so let's move on to you with a view which i absolutely loved um Tell us a little bit about this setup and the plot for the for the book. So it's about a woman who um, has recently lost her grandmother um, and she finds amongst her stuff in a garage and like a box in the corner, this um, stack of old, old pictures and a letter. And the pictures are of this very handsome man and her when she was young. Um, and then the letter talks about a broken elopement, a broken engagement. Um, and she's really intrigued because, you know, her grandma was married to her grandpa for over 60 years. Like that was the one love of her life as far as Noelle, the main character knew. Um, and so she's like, who is this guy? Like that she was Mary, you know? Um, and she doesn't want to ask her family about it. You know, her dad in particular, it's, it's his mother, you know, doesn't want to ask him about it because like their relationship, their marriage was such a big deal in their family. Like everyone was like, if it's not like their marriage, I don't even want it. You know, like they're, they're sort of the, the, um, the benchmark. Yes, exactly. And so she doesn't want to ask her dad about it. No, she can't ask anyone else in her family. Otherwise they'll go straight to her dad. So she decides to just like put it up on TikTok and be like, you know, here are these pictures of my grandma and and a man I don't know. Um, You know, if you know him, please reach out to me. I'd love to know what their story is. Um, And the TikTok ends up going viral. um, And someone comments, that's my grandfather. So, um, you know, she, she, she basically reaches out to the the person who's commented on the TikTok. They set up a time to meet. Um, and, you know, when she shows up, she realizes that the man, you know, the mystery man, Paul, is there. But so is his grandson, who happens to be her old high school nemesis, 
Theo Spencer. So dun, dun, dun. exactly. It's like this, this big reveal moment. Um, and, you know, over the course of, of the next week or so, she kind of talks to Paul and, and starts to hear about um, his story with her grandma, Kathleen, and um, come to find out that, that they had planned this honeymoon road trip. They were going to elope and then they were going to go, you know, on this road trip around the Western Southwestern United States. And so, you know, she's recently unemployed living with her parents, like very much like, I don't even know what to do with my life right now. And she decides to go on the road trip just because, you know, she wants to feel closer to her grandmother. You know, she wants to sort of, um, live out this, this moment that, that her grandma never got to live out. Um, and Paul's like, great, I want to come with you. And so, you know, Theo's going to come with us too. Um, (laughs) And she's like, oh, (laughs) um, and you know, it, it sort of unravels from there. They go on the road trip and things happen as they do in romance novels. And, um, yeah, so it, it was super fun to write. It's a great, uh, it's a great, great setup. I did get a real letters to Juliet mm-hmm. vibe. And I was wondering if you were inspired by that film. I mean, it feels a little bit like a retelling, although there are definitely a lot of completely, you know, original elements, mm-hmm. which is great. I always love a good retelling because you get like all the things that you loved about, you know, the first thing, but then yeah you know, it's done in a completely different way. So was that just my imagination or was that an inspiration for you? It's so funny because people have said, people have said this and I, I, I watched that movie ages ago. I, I sure. love Amanda Seyfried. Oh yeah. Um, she's amazing and has like the most beautiful hair ever, <laughs> which is random, <laughs> but like, I just, her, her hair is beautiful. Um, but, but the actual inspiration is it sort of comes halfway from my personal life and halfway from just my like obsession with TikTok, to be honest with you. Um, And so, so the original inspiration was that I had found pictures of my grandmother with a very handsome man. Ooh, grandma. (laughs) Um, Exactly. She was such a babe. So like, no surprise, but um, you know, and this was back in, in 2000, I want to say 2016. So it was a long time ago. I was going through pictures of, you know, I mean, she kept stacks and stacks of pictures, like from all the way back in, in, in the forties, you know, up until, um, you know, current times. And so, I had found a stack of photos with her and this super handsome guy. And I've shared some of the photos on, on my Instagram. Um, oh, love that. Um, his name was Nick. And, you know, I was in a situation where like, I could literally just turn to my aunt and be like, who is this hot guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, you know, she was like, oh, that was Nick. You know, he was such a great family friend. Graham, you know, thought of him like a brother. And my grandma was in the other room and she was sick at the time. Um, and she just yelled, not my brother, you know, she was like very clear about like, no, he was not like family to me. I liked him, you know, like we were, they were never a thing because her, her mother didn't approve, but like, she made it very clear that like, had the circumstances been right, it would have mm-hmm. happened. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I absolutely so, love that. And so- it just, it felt like a story to me, right? Like it just mm-hmm. felt like, okay, that they're like, there's something there. And I just, I, I kept it in my back pocket for a while. 
I absolutely love that. I think that is so delightful. <laughs> so let's talk about Theo. Yummy, yes. yummy Theo. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things about Theo that make him such a swoony book boyfriend? I mean, I think for me, it's that right off the bat, I feel like it's obvious you can tell that he's very into Noelle. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, he, the way I imagine him and the way I wrote him, even though there's no, you know, there's, it's not from his point of view at any point in the, in the book, but like, I do try to get into the head of sure. the love interest as I'm writing, even though I'm writing from Noelle's perspective. Um, and for me, it was that like, as soon as he saw her, he was like, oh, this girl, like he, she has always been this. And he says it in the book. She has always been this, you know, big part of his life, this, you know, competitor, um, this equal, this, um, you know, person who motivates him because they're super competitive with each other. um, Love that. Throughout the course of the book, but also in the past. Um, And I think it's just very obvious, like from the start that he is so into her um, and that he like he needles her. He like, he likes to rile her up. Um, because that just, he, he just like wants her attention, you know, like he like craves her, her mm-hmm. attention, even if it's her being annoyed at him or like frustrated with him or whatever. Um, but I think it's also that he, you know, she's, she's going through a period in her life where she is, she feels like she's at rock bottom professionally. Yeah. You know, she's, she's really struggling with what the definition of success is. What does it mean? What does it look like? You know, and she feels like he is this sort of beacon of success. He's the co-founder of a successful company. Um, you know, he's like in Forbes 30 under 30, like he's got a lot going for him. And I think, you know, what makes him so swoony to me is that he, from the very beginning, he's like, I think you're amazing. Like you don't, you don't realize it, but I do. And I see it in you. And he pushes her throughout the course of the book to really believe in herself um, and believe that she can achieve the things that she wants to, but is scared of going after, like, which is so relatable. Like, of course, when we want things the most, like that's when we're most scared to go after them. Um, And he really, like, he really pushes her and believes in her and like he does it through this sort of like riling slash roasting, but right. you can tell that he he just he wants her to see herself the way that he sees her. And I think that that's so like in relationships, that's what we all want, right? Is to be right. seen and to be believed in. Um, and so I think that he he really has he has that element going for him for sure. I really loved that he still saw her as this competent competitor Mm -hmm. even though she was really feeling like rock bottom that he could still see the things about her that she was kind of struggling to you know remember about herself so I I really really love that I was gonna ask you (laughs) you you already shared a little bit I was gonna say most first novels are very and this is your debut Mm -hmm. um, are very autobiographical Mm -hmm. and right and so you shared that part of the story came from your experience with your grandmother Mm -hmm. are there other elements of your personality or your story that found their way into this book I mean I think I think the most overt portion is is Noelle's 
relationship with her grandma. I had, I had a very, very close relationship with my own grandma. Um, and so that feels in a way sort of autobiographical or like I borrowed elements of my relationship, how I felt about her, how close we were for Noelle and her grandma's relationship. Um, and, you know, I think that I sort of look at it like, you know, Noelle is 28. She's a millennial. I sort of look at like what is what a typical millennial feeling like I, I feel like a lot of of people at that stage mm-hmm. of their life are really struggling with like what am I doing what is my life going to be like professionally what I'm like what am I going through um what do I want um and and so in that way and I I definitely felt that way when I was her age as well and so in that way I think I borrowed a little bit from that um and funnily enough like she in the, in the book she gets laid off and I got laid off at the beginning of this year so I'm like it's retroactively a little autobiographical in that way um but but I, I do think like the most overt sort of borrowing from my real life is is that relationship um element between her and her grandma I love that. I also, my grandmother passed when I was, I think, eight years old. Mm. And we were very, very close. But I still Mm -hmm. feel extremely connected to her. Yeah. Because she, part of it, I mean, we were very connected anyway. But my mother was really close to her. I'm really close Mm -hmm. to my mother. Like, it feels like this sort of ongoing thing. Mm -hmm. But also, my grandmother always wanted an author in the family. She could not think of any greater job that anyone could ever have. Mm -hmm. And so when I became an author, I felt this like profound sense of accomplishment that I had done this thing that she always wanted. Um, yeah. And it was, and I still, feel, I, like, I have a picture of her in my office. Like I've always, I was really like, I have always felt connected to her, but especially around that area of writing. Totally. I, yeah. And I love, I love the, the memories and the feelings that mm-hmm. Noelle has about her grandmother. I, I think that's so, so wonderful. Yeah. So this question is, um, Theo's grandpa, Paul, mm-hmm. Grandpa Paul, yep. he accompanies Noel and Theo along on this trip. Yeah. And I love that you did that. So mm-hmm. aside from a, like bringing some context to the situation, mm-hmm. what else do you think Grandpa Paul brings to the story? This is such a good question because, and I'll, I'll tell you, when I was when I was drafting this book, at first I wasn't going to have him come along. It was just going to be Noel and Theo Um, because, you know, like when you think about road trips and romance, it's always Mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the main characters, the love interest, whatever. Um, But as I was getting closer to um, the point where she was deciding that she was going to go on the trip and she was going to tell Paul, I was like, you know, there's something about having him there, not just for the context of the letters that, you know, he shares where Kathleen is writing him. Um, but also he serves as this like catalyst and roadblock for, for Noel and Theo, because it's very obvious from the beginning that he is like, Oh, there's a spark. (laughs) Something's happening. Um, and so he, you know, he's sort of low key, like, like pushing them together but it's also like you know they're on the road together they're staying in hotels and airbnbs like there's very close proximity not just between noel and theo but with paul too 
And so for a while, he does serve as this roadblock for them to hooking up because they're like, we, first of all, we can see that he wants us to like be together. Right. Um, and Noel is like, there's no way that I'm, I'm going to be in a relationship with this man. Absolutely not. Never, never. And of right. course, you know, as a reader, you're like, okay, sure. Oh, sure, honey. Sure, Dan. Um, and, and so, you know, so he does serve as that sort of roadblock, which I think helps keep the tension up for a while because it is like, oh, we want to, but we can't. We want to, but we can't. We want to, but we can't. And then, um, but at the same time, he really is serving as this like, oh, look, at you have so much in common. Look, you have this, you know, you have this, um, you know, commonality because, you know, I and Noel's grandmother were, you know, in this sort of ill-fated relationship and look at these letters, read them together, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, he, he was this really interesting device for me to, to play with the tension of like pushing them together, pulling them apart. And I also felt like it was really important for me to grow the relationship between Noel and Paul mm-hmm. because, and for her to see, and for her to see how close Theo and Paul were. And I love feel her. I know? love that aspect of the relationship. Yeah. Like that's the thing I think that you see this side of Theo with Paul mm-hmm. and you can like see kind of what a, you see what a good guy he is. Yeah. So yeah, I absolutely love that. Yeah. Uh, okay, swoonies, you know what's coming next? Every week on While You Are Reading, we give away a copy of our book of the week. So yay! yay! If, you want, if you'd like to win a copy of You With A View, all you need to do is go to whileyouareading.com or you can just click the link at the top of the show notes. Good luck, everybody. this part of the show it's actually become one of my favorite little segments of the show because a lot of times I'm meeting I'm interviewing people that I already know but Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm interviewing uh, authors who are new to me just like you yeah so it's always fun to see what kind of book recommendations you have okay do you want to go first or do you want to go second I'll go second you go first okay the book that I'm recommending to you is also by a debut novelist Uh Uh, do you have this book already yes she's she's a friend of mine also I've read literally everything that she's written whether it's been published or not and it's in my stack I have to get out I love this book okay well then I don't need to tell you about all the great things about it I loved the nanny I thought Lana was hilarious and delightful right we actually did an interview with her uh, on the show Mm -hmm. and I think that her book comes out uh, later on and so you guys will see that uh, coming up but I love that book. So I, I can just tell you, right? So the reason that I recommended it to you is because, and for you guys at home, The Nanny is about a former OnlyFans performer who becomes the nanny for her biggest OnlyFan, except he doesn't recognize her. <laughs> he's never seen her face and the whole thing is delicious exactly. and yeah right and all the way through mm-hmm. you have like these like old communications from them for when she mm-hmm. was on all, you know, it's really and it's crazy steamy oh it's super hard right super hot. yes super <laughs> hot I know and I was like for a debut like this is a skill writing steamy sex scenes uh-huh. is a skill that a lot of authors really struggle with even if yeah. they've got everything else but man she nailed it like right out of the gate oh, yeah so good and the reason I recommended even though we didn't know each other mm-hmm. is because like 
in You With a View, Cassie, the main character in The Nanny, finds herself unemployed. She's kind of more open to what's coming uh, and, and also some forced proximity, which I yes. love. That's one of my favorite love tropes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So love yeah, it. it's a good fit. All right, let's see your book stack, girl. I want to see what you're recommending for me. Okay, so I have several. Um, love that. Two are, two are newer and then one is of like an all-time favorite of mine and it's older. I oh, love that. So the first one is Plain Trains, <sighs> Plain Trains and All the Fields by Living Heart. Oh. Um, so this is, this is a partial road trip, partial flying planes it's literally planes trains and automobiles (laughs) (laughs) except with love (laughs) yes exactly so it's about um it's about a woman named Cassidy and a man named Luke um and they are both flying you know to the west coast um for you know different reasons um and um a storm basically grounds their plane and they have sort of like, it's a meet not cute at first because Mm -hmm. they, they, they butt heads. Um, and they end up, you know, having to sort of travel together to their eventual destinations via train, via car, via like, you know, all of these different things. Um, and they are met with sort of disasters at every turn. Um, it's it's sort of a sunshine grumpy. Cassidy is very, you know, she she is a sunshine character. Luke is I don't I wouldn't call him grumpy, but he's he's definitely more like reserved until he's not in like <laughs> um Love. but it's just it's just such a fun book. Livy is like literally one of the funniest people on earth, both in her books and in real life. And um there are, you know, it's it's steamy, it's funny, it's um there are some really, you know, touching moments. Like it's just this like beautiful, well-rounded, amazing rom-com. It came out March 20, or I'm sorry, May 23rd. Um, and I just, I adore it. I've, I've read it several times. And Ooh. it's amazing. This sounds like all the things I love. So thank yes. you very much for that recommendation. I'm excited to read that one. All right. Um, and then uh, you, we've already talked about the nanny, so I will Oh, skip that one. You were going to recommend The Nanny to me as I was recommending it to you. I literally have it. It's like, like, right? Okay. We we definitely have uh, a little, right? Exactly. Yeah, we're connected. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Something Wild and Wonderful by Anita Kelly. This one is, it's, they're on the, um, Pacific Coast Trail. So it's about Alexi and Ben. Um, they meet each other on the Pacific Coast Trail. I think that's what it's called. Um, as they're sort of hiking their way, you know, up, up the, up to Washington. And it's just this, like, Anita's writing does something to my soul. Like there's something so, I don't know, like comforting about it. It's just so like they write so beautifully. Um, And this book in particular is so, I don't know, there's something really healing about it. Like there's a lot of, um, you know, nature descriptions, obviously, because they're, they're out hiking in nature. Um, It's so, it's such a 
tender love story. <laughs> like these two men, you know, who are, are really, um, Alexi in particular, like trying to rediscover themselves and, um, and they find each other along the way. The last 25% of this book is like, I mean, I was just like, I, I don't cry in books. Like I don't cry when I'm reading books, but there's something, there's something about the last 25% of this book that like just went straight into my heart and I was a disaster and in like the most amazing, beautiful way. Like it's just, it's a very healing book in so many ways. And it's, it's beautiful. I love, I love Anita. They're amazing. And I would read anything, anything they write. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Absolutely love that. Um, I'm a fan of Anita Kelly. So I really am super excited about that one too. Yes. And then right. finally, Ooh, there's more. This is an older one. Okay. But this is a book that I, I mean, it's a Christina Lauren book. So oh, I love her. Um, I say her yeah. I love them them yeah yes. them Lo I, um, we did an interview with that I did an interview with them mm -hmm. and right. they are as hilarious in person as they're great. yeah they're awesome so you know I, and they definitely have books I feel like that are their like go-to recommendations right. like people always know like love in other words and the Anne honeymooners um but this one twice in the afternoon <sighs> It's on my nightstand. Oh my gosh. I love this book. I feel like I will, like, I will tell anybody, anyone and anyone who will listen, anyone and everyone who will listen, like, please read this book. And I was, in fact, Alicia Thompson and I have this, like, Christina Lauren book club. <laughs> like, every month we read, reread, because we've both read every Christina Lauren book out there. Um, but we reread a book and then we email each other back and forth, like, this is what I thought this time. This is what I thought this time. Um, and I'm like, we have to, this has to be like in one of our upcoming months, like we have to, to reread this book because it's a second chance. It's dual timeline, but it's done so interestingly to me, like from a craft perspective. It's done so well. It's, it's like yeah. the past is front loaded. So you read everything that happens in the past between Tate and Sam from the start and then you go fully into the present and um you know there's when when they meet they're 18 years old um they meet over in london when they're both on trips with their um grandparents and um and they like there's this immediate like attraction between them right. um they spend all their time together and then you know obviously something happens where she ends up feeling betrayed by by sam um right. and her dad is famous um so it involves that sort some of stuff around that yeah. yeah and then in the present tense you know she's she's an actress um who is going to be playing a part in this movie and she's going to the set to basically start you know the job and comes to find out when she gets there that sam has written the movie and he's on set with her it's you know like again forced proximity which is just delicious delicious um and the second chance element i love second chance romances there's so like so much longing involved, so much pining, so much yearning. Like it's just, 
um, this book in particular, I just feel like is one of the, their, their best for, from like a, a writing perspective from oh, yeah. like the beauty of the writing, I just think is so spectacular. And like, I don't know, I could, I could read it a million times and never <laughs> have enough. I love it. It is one, it's like one of like three books on my nightstand right mm-hmm. now. And it's always, that's where it lives. It is yeah. one of my favorite Christina Lauren books. Yeah. Although the, have you read um, the true love experiment yet? Yes. Oh my God. I love it. It was so good. It was so, I, good. It was so good. I especially love that, which, and we talked about this on the show. Mm-hmm. I loved the tropes of all of the dating contestants on Me the show. Too. It was such a romance thing. Like yeah. it was just, and it was, I think romance novelist candy, that whole hundred oh, percent, right? It was yeah. just like, it was so good. And also I love the fact that the book came about because the fans wanted mm-hmm. Fizzy to have her own story and I just thought that was so so delightful yeah I I loved I I love that book it felt very like classic Chloe to me you know so so romantic so like unapologetically romantic which I I love you know like it It was such a love letter to to romance readers and writers I felt like it really really was very nice fantastic Good news, Swoon Squad. If you love steamy hockey romantic comedies, you will be happy to know that The Cutting Edge by yours truly, Lisa Daly, is in stores now. The Cutting Edge is a laugh-out-loud hockey romantic comedy perfect for fans of Helena Hunting and Pippa Grant. Here's the story. Logan Rivers is a star hockey player for the St. Pete Slashers, and he is in a slump. He has not scored in three games, and it is starting to totally freak him out. Enter Coco, an Olympic figure skater who strikes a deal with an assistant coach to be Logan's lucky charm so that she can pay off her Olympic training expenses. Everything is starting to look up for both of them. She's almost got her debt paid off. The Slashers are on a winning streak. There's only one problem. She doesn't know how to tell Logan she's been lying to him the whole time. If she can just keep her secret until the playoffs are over. The Cutting Edge is in stores now. Hey Theo, will you be my book boyfriend? So would Theo make a good book boyfriend? Well, first, he is very, very into Noelle. And like we all do, I can really appreciate a man who's all about me. Number two, he has a little bit of a competitive streak, which I have to say I found very, very appealing, especially the steamy banter that goes along with it. He loves to get Noelle all spun up and I just love to watch. Number three, he has a great relationship with his grandfather. There's some real tenderness there, which makes me all melty on the inside, you know, like ice cream on a hot day. All right. So you with the views, Theo, is a solid four and a half ring book boyfriend. You with a View has some of our absolute favorite tropes. We've got forced proximity, a romantic road trip, enemies to lovers, only one bed, and many, many more. You're going to love this one. I'm your host, Elisa Daly. Thank you so much for listening, Swoonies. 
as is our way here on While You Were Reading, we're giving away a copy of You With a View to a lucky winner this week. So to enter, you're just going to head on over to whileyouareading.com or you can click the link in the show notes below. Thank you guys so much for subscribing, sharing, and rating while you are reading. I'm so incredibly grateful for your support of the show. And remember, if anyone ever asks you when you fell madly in love with contemporary romance, you can just tell them it was while you were reading. All my love till next time.